Hey, welcome to Film Friends. I'm your host, Jordan Smith, and with me, as always, co-host Kate Eingorn. Hello. Special guest, Matt Bailey. Howdy. Oh, <laughs> Mixing it trying, up. Trying it out. Cowboy action. I liked the how are you the other day. That was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, well, Something new, keeping yeah. it spicy. Uh, episode 22. A lot of changes right now. I feel real weird with the mic setup. I'm not going to lie. I truly feel like a host. Game show host. No? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, it, yeah. it looks cool. You like Drew Carey. Just <laughs> No. <laughs> Just for the listeners out there, I'm holding the mic. I usually don't hold the mic. I don't know whether to give it a lean or... I'll tell you one thing. I love seeing that smile. Oh, Normally okay. I can't yeah, see it. Yeah, it's usually hidden. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, hopefully this goes well. Um, but other than that, super excited about this episode. Uh, before we hop right into it, uh, just want to give a shout out to our friend Taylor Madison. Um, we were on his every time. <laughs> Yo, I Madison. Don't know, I don't know Madison. his last name. Mad- <laughs> no, Taylor, Taylor Madison. Mad- uh, Taylor Madison. We were recently on his podcast, Strange Nerve. Check it out. It's dope. Tay's an awesome guy. Um, this was our second shot at it, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's fun. Um, so uh, you know, if you're a listener here, hop over there. Uh, his is like an interview podcast so we just sat around you know talked like old buds about movies unfortunately tv yeah um, but yeah but we stuff. don't talk about that yeah um but it was fun so shout out to tay um, but yeah 2018 year of the guests oh yeah we're gonna keep it going and uh today in the studio we have a good friend <laughs> and i'm gonna slap a title on to you. I hope you don't mind. <laughs> um, I would say she's our in-house book slash literature expert. Oh, wow. Mm, I love it. Um, no pressure. No yeah. pressure. Uh, but that's our good friend, Becca Haley. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations on the title. Hey, guys. Welcome. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here yeah. after listening to, I think every episode you guys have yeah, done. Yeah, I think you are our day one. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Thank you. I think so too. <laughs> you are a ride or die. And I, I really appreciate the title and I hope to live up to it today. Oh, you will. Oh, I'm 100%. Confident. But yeah, thanks for coming. Um, so, you know the drill. I'm going to throw it over to you, who you chose and why. Awesome. So today we're going to talk about Julianne Moore. Um, I love her as an actress, love her movies. I feel like she's someone who's really like a force on the screen. Like when you watch her movies, it's hard to look away from her. She's also in one of my favorite movies, Magnolia. I don't know if you guys mm. have seen that. Not yet. I want to. But yeah, that's. I want to really bad. That's a movie I want to really bad, and I own it, and I don't know why. Really? I, watch it. I mean, it's three hours, so I get yeah. that it's like definitely a commitment. I need to clear a day off my schedule <laughs> and like just prepare. I feel like it haunts us. Like we're always like, oh, you want to watch it, but it's three hours long and it's yeah. nine o'clock. It's pretty sure. emotional too, and her character in it is just so wild. Like. There's this one scene, and once you guys watch it, you'll know what I'm talking about. She's just incredible in it. So, yeah, oh. but I would highly recommend. It's probably one of my favorite movies. Oh, yeah. What a great cast, too, right? Great cast. Yeah. And it's Paul Thomas Anderson, which I was yeah. just telling you guys, he's never made a bad movie. I, literally, I'll go to task Inherent, on that. Uh, Inherent no. Vice. <laughs> okay. Inherent Vice. Not the best movie, but it's still not a bad movie. But, Did you yeah. read the book? No, I didn't. I've never read anything by Thomas Pynchon, actually. Oh, yeah, neither have I. Neither have I. Yeah, neither have I. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at that. What do you know? <laughs> um, 
But uh, yeah, PTA. I'm a fan of PTA. Yeah. We'll get to PTA we'll do- during our Oscar <laughs> yeah. session. Oh, we'll- definitely, yeah. definitely. But yeah, this is about Julianne Moore. This is her yeah. day. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really love her. I think she's definitely like aging goals for me. Like she looks oh. incredible. Uh, she looks she's like high. almost sixty, I think. What? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Probably Damn. wears a lot of sunscreen. <laughs> oh, but love yeah. the sunscreen. Yeah, and I just thought she'd be fun to talk about. I feel like she's in a lot of movies that you wouldn't necessarily remember her from. Like, she's an mm-hmm. actress everyone knows, but isn't necessarily quick to be like, oh, this is a movie she's in that I, I agree. love. So. so I came across that. I What movie was it, Kate? I was looking at her filmography, and I was surprised. Oh, Julianne Moore is in that movie? I'll get to it then. <laughs> my memory serves me right. But yeah, I, I had that moment with her. I was like, oh, I love that movie. Yeah. But I couldn't remember her role. Yeah. So. Yeah. But she's so incredible and yeah. such a good actress that she shouldn't have that effect. But yeah. in the way she does. She, yeah. She's in... I feel like she's in so many good movies that it's hard to like pinpoint like, like what... Like she's in so many movies. And I feel like most of them are really good. I was yeah. surprised that I'd only seen her in one movie. What? Really? Yeah, I was shocked. What Honestly, movie was it? The Big Lebowski. Oh, yeah. And That's... she's so good in that. Mm-hmm. That character's great. Crazy. Crazy. Wait, yeah. hold up. Whoa. <laughs> you're, you're telling me. I'm telling you. <laughs> You've never this seen is a reckoning. <laughs> uh, The Lost World, Jurassic Park? No. Oh, I've never seen that. I've never seen any Jurassic Park. You don't know Park. if you've seen Jurassic Park. <laughs> it's a sequel. Yeah. No, I fell asleep like two minutes in. She also yeah. isn't, which my dad was telling me I didn't realize when they did a reboot of Silence of the Lambs, Jodie Foster didn't want to do it. So Julianne Moore did it, which I've never seen. She's in Hannibal, right? Isn't that what it's called? Uh, maybe. So, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. We were just discussing that with your brother and he's like, he's like, oh, she was in Silence of the Lambs. And we're, and we're like, like, no, no that's, it's Jodie that's Foster. Jody Foster. <laughs> we need to make yeah. a correction then to my She's brother and tell him that he was half right. Yeah. Well, thank God I, um, we're doing Julianne Moore for this, <laughs> this episode. <laughs> um, I remember like when I was younger, one movie that she was in that like I really was into was The Forgotten. Oh, I've okay. never seen that. It's like her kid disappears and everyone around her is like what are you talking about you never had a kid and it's like one of those like psychological thrillers and she's like i know i had a kid like shutter island yeah yeah, it's very much like that yeah and it's awesome uh, she plays a lot of characters that can't remember things (laughs) yeah yeah i think the first movie i saw her in was boogie nights Mm. when i was younger which is another really great movie but she's yeah Yeah. (laughs) exactly but um She's like not a main character in it necessarily, yeah. so I think it's one of those where you can kind of forget that she's in it. Yeah. But I just thought she brought such a depth to that character of like the mother who's away from her child and like fighting for the right to be with him. Another so. movie I have to see. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get to it. When I, yeah. With yeah. the so, other thing we have to cover. Yeah. So I love it. I I, I want to jump right <laughs> love in it. And, and and discuss the two movies that we're reviewing today. We'll go with one of her lower rated movies first. Um, and that movie is Six Souls. Which I kept yes. saying, Six Souls, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, aka Shelter. Yeah, right. I saw so on confusing. your letterbox that you watched Shelter, and then I looked at the cover of it, and I saw Julianne Moore, and then I was like confused if I watched the wrong movie. I didn't know if we, yeah. <laughs> we changed it up or what. So I tried to do a little casual research on this, <laughs> and... Uh, it was originally, I believe, released at 2010 by the name of Shelter. For the U.S. release, it was named Six Souls, renamed Six Souls. I think 
six souls makes a little more sense 100 percent. kind of i could see shelter though there is a shelter token in the movie so yeah six souls sounds like like a movie you wouldn't want to watch yeah shelter i think that's why like shelter you can be like hmm let's give this a try six souls you're like yeah. uh, i don't know yeah and the <laughs> cast too is amazing i mean julianne moore and jonathan yeah. reese myers like they're both very fi- i just felt like total wasted talent oh, yeah. <laughs> oh i agree I, I agree if we're gonna give an overall feeling of the movie i think uh the performances draw make this movie better than it should have been yeah, yeah. I agree. the, the Definitely. performances are great the story not so much but they those two carry it i make also it watchable. think six souls kind of is a bit of a spoiler or it kind of tells you a little bit what's going on i yeah. agree not I would as agree much as shelter that. shelter's so vague yeah right um, but yeah the six souls thing is like why six? Shel- shelter's <laughs> yeah. also like spookier sounding yeah yeah mm-hmm. more eerie like because it's it sounds more like vacant and like I don't know. We're yeah, like so more ominous. Yeah, almost. exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, so let me give a quick synopsis of the movie. Uh, like I said, 2010 it was released, but then US it was released 2013. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with the release. <laughs> <laughs> well, Probably the directors are there. are Swedish. Yeah. Um, so that might have played a part in it, but uh, yeah. So the synopsis for Six Souls, aka Shelter, uh, after the death of her husband, Dr. Kara Harding, played by Julianne Moore. Her faith in God has been shaken, but not her belief in science. In an attempt to open up her to her, in an attempt to open her up to accepting unexplainable psychiatric theories, her father introduces her to Adam, a patient with multiple personalities who takes on some of the physical characteristics of his other personalities. Kara quickly discovers that Adam's other personalities are murder victims, and the more she finds out about him and his past the closer she and her loved ones are to becoming murder victims themselves. Kind of gives away the movie. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't see what was... I thought, like, originally when I was watching, it was going to be, like, a split scenario. I Mm. actually thought that immediately, too. And I was wrong. (laughs) I have a note here that it's the poor man's split. Yeah, Yeah. I agree. I thought it was going to be a straight-up demon movie where it was he was just going to be possessed by a demon. I also don't mean this to be a spoiler, but, like, split... But as religious propaganda, kind of, right? Did you guys yeah. feel that? Oh, oh, felt like religious propaganda. So, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. like pseudo-religious. And I, I agree, though. I thought... So, I, right away, you see her with like a... A cross. A crucifix a yeah. and a necklace. Um, so, you know it's going to play a part. I thought it was going to be a demon cruci- possession. Yes, exactly. A possession movement. That's what board. I thought, too. Because his physical movements also yeah. feel very, like, exorcism. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought the way, this would be that, too. The way he swaps from personality to personality, he arches his back, basically, mm-hmm. towards the sky. Yeah. Does a crazy... And for the first couple shots of that, they don't show it. Right. And I was going to be a little bummed if they continue not to show it. Uh-huh. But I think it was a cool move to not show the transformation a couple times and it makes you think, like, what is he doing? And then they show it midway through the movie. Well, this movie has some cool edits in general. Like, they had some cool shots. I liked the scenes of him in that room when they were, like, the telephone and mm-hmm. the way they would pan it. And mm-hmm. um, a lot of the lighting is really cool. And the, I like the color choice in this. Was it green, yellow, mm-hmm. red? Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked it. it. Was I like, especially, what were we watching the other one? Dark Souls or whatever? It was right. overly saturated. This one yeah. didn't have that. It had a nice, warm yeah. tone to it without feeling like, overly done and it was actually a pretty good pace too yeah. usually these bad movies 
too quick. Yeah. They try to set up too much stuff. It took its time. Yeah, I was on board super hard for like the first half yeah before it went off the rails Me too. Right. like i liked yeah. all the characters her dad was cool like yeah he was off you didn't like her didn't i like did like dad? her dad but it was very confusing because she's so religious and her dad's yeah. a straight-up jew isn't her whole thing about like not being religious anymore so her background Correct. is her <laughs> Uh, husband was murdered mm-hmm. like on the walk home from christmas mass right yeah which feels a little heavy super heavy-handed um but yeah so she's she's a psychologist and now she's dealing with this crisis in her life so now she's not kind of practicing her or she's not doing her occupation the way she was so her father sees that and he tries her to get her back to the root of just asking why and being right. curious about people instead of uh, losing her, you know, losing her faith. Or maybe I don't know. Was losing her faith. I don't know if it was losing her faith. Like she was like getting stuck in her ways, where she wasn't like expanding her horizons in her field, where she was still heavy on religion. Right? She was still like reading her daughter like psalms and stuff before bed and stuff like that, and still pushing religion heavy on her daughter. Um, but she was like stuck in her research, right? And the movie actually opens her uh, uh, opens up with her. I don't know what was going on there, yeah. but it was Same. she was talking about a case uh, of a patient of hers, and she dismisses multi personality disorder. She says it's not that when this person was killing these young girls and raping them, it they were yeah. they were aware of it. It wasn't another person. Henry didn't exist. Yeah. 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 And also, did you guys like after when she presented that case and then they like cut to her in the bar while he's getting the death sentence and she does like two double shots of oh. tequila. And I was like, oh, she's like going to be an alcoholic. Right. It's going to be like, how reliable is she? And then they yeah. just never mention that again. Yeah, her brother <laughs> I didn't understand. Might have met, said yeah. one thing about he it. He said like, and oh, then, are you wasted or something. Yeah, and then they... She didn't drink for the rest yes. of the day. I also loved her brother. Nate Cordry. Yeah. I love yeah. him. Bring back your podcast, Nate Cordry. I yeah. miss it. Shout out Nate Cordry. Reading aloud. Yeah, I miss it. Um, um Yeah, I, I was kind of thinking, I was like, oh man, I hope I'm I hope I'm like an uncle like that. Like the yeah, cool uncle. So cool. Yeah. Um, With the drums. Yeah, yeah. yeah Sammy exactly. was cute too. Oh, yeah, she was cute. Yeah. I thought yeah. she was a good was little actress too. Yeah. Um that's why I was thinking like it felt like they kind of they were missing something in an edit because it almost, as the movie was progressing, it, I was saying this to Jordan when we were watching it, that it felt like almost like the beginning was the end because she was coughing and itching her back right. in that opening scene. Oh, I didn't mm-hmm. notice that. And so I thought maybe they were trying to tie in the beginning and then just forgot about it and just like yeah. didn't connect I know, it. I didn't take notice to that. Yeah, really. I, I, I didn't at the beginning I either. I did, but then Kate brought it up. I watched it with Kate and she said that and I was like, Oh man, maybe the way I'm thinking about this movie isn't true. Maybe that was the end, and I, maybe you're right. The editing, maybe that was supposed to be in the middle somewhere. Like, yeah, she's working with Adam, but hey, she still has other yeah. patients, and she has to do that. But because I wrote a note real early, like really early, why is she so sniffly? And then I wrote like about the like she was scratching herself, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's weird, because it was very potent that she was doing that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, interesting. I think that maybe they just didn't connect that together again and just forgot about that whole opening scene yeah, yeah. so i don't so, know so yeah so like like we said her father kind of noticed that she's she's i don't know 
she's different. She's not she's not as passionate about her job. So he presents this patient and we meet I guess we'll call Adam. him Adam. Yeah. Yeah. Um but as you find out he takes on different personalities or takes on multiple People. souls. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, so so the the first the first couple scenes with him are pretty powerful and Jonathan Reese Myers. Mm-hmm. Um I think does an awesome job. Yeah, I keep wanting to. Yeah. I kept wanting to call him Jonathan Taylor Thomas. <laughs> JT, <laughs> Just that yeah. I wish. I only know him like consciously from the movie. There's a movie called Match Point, a Woody Allen movie that I I love, and he's not that good in that. So that's my like. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. my stance on him. I, I love that movie, and he's okay. But um, so then seeing him in this, I thought he was pretty awesome playing he you know i don't know who does it better james mcavoy or oh. jonathan reese definitely james mcavoy, yeah. James yeah. mcavoy. but I, I honestly didn't know who this guy was mm-hmm. before the movie mm-hmm. i recognized his name but yeah. i don't like i couldn't recognize like i reckon but i don't know what i knew him from i thought he was like a theater actor but Maybe. i could be wrong about that i don't yeah. know why but when i yeah i can't recall a movie he's in but i felt like when i saw him i was like oh he's like a famous actor right, right. Yeah, yeah exactly he sure acts like it you know? I would <laughs> say he's probably like he was classically trained that's yes. the vibe i get and i think yeah. maybe he's yeah. also british so yeah, maybe well, that's that, why yeah, <laughs> that, that definitely yes. but yeah his like physical movements were so violent and mm. convincing i just i thought he did a really good job oh he really threw himself in but this also role. i didn't understand his accent at first when he was i agree david david, david? Yeah. i was like is he australian and then it was like southern he's like southern right so I think it was at first. It yeah. was Australian. I yeah, swear it was I, Australian. Yeah, um, but then it became Southern. I think it was probably Southern the whole time. It sounded yeah. like Southern little boy to me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what I that's what I was picking up. Um, <laughs> what, the first scene, the first scene where she goes to it's not an interrogation, Kate. What would that be called? Like oh, uh, your first encounter, it, it, like it technically be like an intake. Okay. Um, but that wasn't really like an intake. It was more like a consultation. Okay. So her first consultation, the shot, they do a slow creep down the I, hallway. I love it. And it kind of reminded me of The Shining a little bit. You know, that, that slow movement. I was like, holy shit, if this is going to be the vibe, I'm going to be there so There were like yeah. subtle nods to Kubrick, like the yes. beginning tracking mm-hmm. through that office, I felt like was exactly. very... I agree. Yeah. Exactly. And it, as the movie went on, kind of like what you said, Bailey, like I was so on board for the yeah. first half. But then it's like they're like, oh shit, we need to finish this movie, and then like went kind of a typical yeah. way went off the it. rails. It yeah. did go off the rails. Um, but yeah, so she she has a couple consultations with Adam. She meets this other personality that he's encompassing named David. You get a background of David. Um, he was a uh, uh, handicap. He he had an accident when he was in high school. Um, was wheelchair bound, and then we find out she goes to. Uh, this David's house meets his mother. Um, oh, that, those yes. scenes. Yeah. There's another punch where I was like, oh, I love this. Like the yeah. barn with all the music sheets and stuff. Yeah. Pretty yeah. Cool. I love her. The mom. Yeah, the mom. Uh, Frances yeah. Conroy. Is She's in a bunch <laughs> of other stuff, right? Six Love Feet her. Under. Love her. Great ensemble Isn't there something cast. where she like, doesn't have eyes or she has like a glass eye? I don't know. Oh, oh she's in American Horror Story. We oh, don't talk about TV. Sorry. But she is, <laughs> I do know that rule. She is great. We don't talk about I'm TV, thinking. but yeah, she's yeah. in Six Feet Under. How dare yeah. you? Six <laughs> Feet leave. Under. Right, yeah. No, she's... Well, that's she's, How dare all of you? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Throw out your TV. No. Um, but she's an amazing actress. Yeah. yeah. And she was good in that role when she was like... 
she's like, where can I find David? And she's like, oh, you're standing on him. And that just like cuts to his yeah, grave. And her crazy. other children's graves as yeah, well. Yeah, and she's oh, super so kind sad. of hardened, but she mm-hmm. she says a line like, I've buried three sons. Nothing really surprises me. I mm-hmm. love that line. Yeah, yeah. I really liked amazing. it too. Because as um, Dr. Harding, Julianne Moore, learns like, oh shit, this person's encompassing these people who have died previously. Mm-hmm. So she brings in the mother to meet Adam. And that's a powerful scene as well because he knows things about her that only the real son would know and the nail. That part yeah. threw me. Like, yeah, that he, was weird. He was like, yeah. I know you always carry this nail that we found in your pocket. And she pulls it out and it's like a foot long nail. Yeah, it's like it's a huge, huge nail. Yeah. And a I'm nail like, like a rail, it's like a railroad spike. Yeah, that's what I thought. I'm like, you're carrying this around all the time. It has to be a literal yeah. burden that yeah. you're carrying around. Her pockets yeah. are probably all chewed up. From and, a, then my, all rusty. and then my second thought is this man is a mental patient and you're going to hand him a weapon? Yeah. So there was that. I don't want to dive too, because I, I know, Kay, you probably have a lot of problems with the technicalities oh, and the psychology. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. But there, I had a little problem with how much how loose they were with like showing off this patient i know i literally wrote down i was like is this exploitative like why are they doing this and that was one of my bigger problems with the movie was just like i don't understand why like what is she trying to solve and i guess she was trying to help him but it just didn't really seem like there was a point to it he didn't like there he didn't do anything wrong at the point where they were trying to like figure him out yeah they didn't show that like he killed anybody and that's why they're bringing on all these people it's just they're trying to figure out what's wrong exactly. with Exactly. He didn't yeah. show violence yeah. ever. Yeah. I mean, we know the reality of it. Spoiler alert. <laughs> so it's funny. Um, we were having a conversation, me, Joy, and Bailey, the other day about confidentiality in the car and how like limiting it is. Yeah. So the minute she goes to someone's house to talk to someone, I was like, this is like they're doing yeah. whatever they want they're right really she's like a whatever yeah. they she's want a she's totally. acting like like a, like a cop that like yeah. is like off the rails but yeah. the iron and that visit to her mother's house does introduce the uh driving factor of the movie the iron is supposed to be iron of the or the nail is supposed to be the iron of the earth to ward off evil mm. so this family's very uh religious and they live in the mountains of where was this movie i think it was set in pittsburgh but i'm not 100 uh, yeah, sure it was because i remember seeing the the bridges were yeah. yellow right. yeah right. and i was like this is pittsburgh. It was also- <laughs> in pittsburgh, so. oh yeah i didn't know if that's actually where they another said. thing she says when talking about the mom talking about david after he has this accident where he becomes paralyzed is that he takes the bus to go get treatment and she says something really specifically that he like turned away from religion and in trying to get help from this doctor to make him walk again he was turning towards science and he was not a believer anymore mm-hmm. so i was like okay here's like another religious thread where it's like there are people who are believers in this movie and there are people who are not exactly. believers true. and and julianne moore had to kind of confront that that divide as well yeah and with talking about the uh the religion aspect and it's in pittsburgh there's like kind of hills rolling hills of pennsylvania um uh there are like they talk about these cults or the satanic cults and witchcraft. That's where I that's where I was lost. That yeah. introduces the background, <laughs> the Grammy. Yeah, yo, that, oh the girl God. who's her seer is oh my terrifying. God. Is that the thing? Are there? <laughs> is that real? <laughs> is that a thing? Are there people that do that? <laughs> um, so what we're talking about, if you've never seen the movie, is there's we meet this witch. 
um, that lives way up in the mountains. Yeah. Uh, and she she's blind, but she has a little girl who he's like albino who uses her stuff. Yeah. Like, she sees for her. Yeah, yeah. Because you can see the woman's eyes are like glazed over. Like yeah. I think she's blind, yeah. but then the girl walks forward, and then the like the old woman like talks about as if she's right there where the right. little girl right. is. It's... And I, I'm curious if that's in witch lore. If that's like yeah, a thing. I don't know. it was kind of it was corny, but I kind of yeah. liked it. I was a little. I just bored. felt like there was a lot going on with like the like patients in the uh hospital and then also like the religious aspects of it and then also the witchcraft aspect of it i feel like i kept trying to like solve what was going to happen and it just kind of kept like circling around i like doing that yeah they like (laughs) laid out this plot beautifully in the beginning and all of a sudden boom here's like a million little things that like oh and here this 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 yeah and that's another thing when she first starts talking to adam and then goes to her it's like a friend a family friend i guess her like father's friend who's a doctor Mm-hmm. trying to get because he was the doctor who took Adam in when he first came to the hospital to just kind of give him a physical um, mm-hmm. and she asks him for his files and stuff and that guy is like coughing a lot he's like an older man but he's coughing a lot and then he starts to scratch yeah. his neck which is and you they like look at his neck and it's all kind of like yeah yeah so you that's when you first get like this idea that there's some kind of sickness also involved which is kind of weird like I didn't know where that was going super and then people start dying and you find that there's like a cross on their back yeah and before they start dying they cough up this dirt Dirt. and it looks so bad like that's yeah it literally looks like they're coughing up like oreo cookies yeah Yeah. and then (laughs) that's like my thought like like worms and dirt yeah that's exactly what i thought yeah and i guess like the cross on their back like led them to the witch right doctor Mm -hmm. and you that's don't, where I was. You don't necessarily find out how they are infected, though, right? Yeah. That, is that's, my, that threw me a little. That's exactly. my issue. I know. I think we're supposed to know that if you don't believe, you get infected. Yes, because her daughter. Because her daughter was like, have, I don't yeah. believe. And then she got infected. Yeah. But like, I don't know if he had to touch them or what but they don't really explain it yeah the one well and the other thing the um is when she takes david um in the wheelchair down to the river where he was like beaten and died which was a really weird thing but then that instigates like another personality or soul i guess we could say wes and in flashbacks to who Wes is and his death, you see from his perspective coughing up dirt and like right. having that scaly thing. And he's so like that's... a satanic metal. Yeah, yeah. like a metal dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which um, is sick. But... Yeah, it was sick. I guess that was my issue. Maybe now in retrospect, maybe he did have to touch them. And if they lost faith, I'm not yeah. sure. I'd, I wasn't checking if he yeah. was touching everyone. They didn't. But the yeah. doctor obviously well. touched him. He touches the little girl on the yeah. soccer field. The yeah. dad. The dad. The dad. Yeah. yeah. So it might be a touch. Might yeah. be transferred through. Death. I still don't understand that scene when she takes him out because she, he's like, it's the devil. He's going to get me. He's going to yeah. get me. And, something... and he's really scared. Like, you feel bad for him and almost. A, and a gust of wind literally comes out of the woods and, like, blows yeah. her hair back. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Like, and then the, she told, like, the aide not mm-hmm. to be there. Yeah. And well, then all of a sudden. That was classic, like, it'll be fine. So yeah. should we go into the backstory why he's able to... <laughs> Yeah, well, we these people. So that was the most convenient thing to ever exist. I don't even remember how she ended up going to that guy who's like the historian. Her where she finds out oh yeah. right when he's this watching sammy and sammy's getting sick that the was also an issue of mine he's like hey if you want to look into this this kind of cult 
thing that's been around these mountains for like hundreds of years go to this guy he knows everything about it this dude literally knows he yeah. has videotape evidence <laughs> yeah. of what happened In from like CPI. 1910 yeah. <laughs> of like from like someone else's point of view yeah yeah it's like why is this like a historical uh, society that studies this why isn't this reported yeah. to uh, the authorities also it looks like a time like... period that shouldn't have had videotaped yeah, yeah. No, not at all. So especially clear. not that quality yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the quality is fantastic yeah <laughs> but and it's like in a church right like where she meets him is it seemed oh, like a church it? i, I think so i could be wrong all but it seemed like a church he's like he's an expert on this and she's like I'm only an hour away and he's like go now and it's yeah. like midnight yeah. this guy's just gonna be there she's driving around forever in this movie but her car's dope I love her car the car was very oh, cool yeah. I like the trunk I know that's a weird detail but I just like the trunk I liked, of her car she also had one of those things that like really brought me back where it had one of those beaded like animals hanging from the window where you would like oh. string them and pull them and you would make uh, little yeah, crystal- yeah. creatures that you'd make yeah, like from AC Moore or something yes, yeah exactly um, it brought me back the reason why they go there is because she had a um, she had a videotape from Adam's room where like a soul comes in uh, and it's yeah. like a ghost and they see it mm-hmm. and the brother she's she gives the tape to her brother and she's like hey can you figure this out you're good with computers or something like, what is this sound. <laughs> you have a and <laughs> they he finds out somehow that. The image is actually sound waves, and he transfers the image to sound waves, and they hear the name Christian Moore, which, I mean, I don't know anything about anything, but I don't think you can do that. No, you can change pictures into sound. It seemed like glazing it over. I wrote a note. I wrote a note. What program is he? (laughs) And for him to make that logical jump, like, whoa, look at this black figure on this videotape. That looks like a sound wave, and he yeah. transports it to like Garage Band. Yeah, I also made and that. You can note. see sound waves. And then oh, yeah. he had the Joy Division poster up, like that classic sound. I was like, I was like, is yeah. Joy Division like the devil? Is like that what the <laughs> reference they're making? Yeah, it did. Yeah, it that, looked a lot no, like it. A good parallel. Yeah. Also, the posters in his apartment were pretty cool. Yeah, his apartment was cool. Night for of sure. the Living Dead. Yeah, mm-hmm. it Very was just cool like guy. in the middle of nowhere, yeah. like all just like empty lot around it, and but. it was just like black everything and it was just black yeah, yeah. Nate Cordry. shout love out Nate, Nate, Cordry. Nate Cordry. I actually we'll I didn't know who up. he was I was so pleasantly surprised to see <laughs> yeah, him yeah so I think that's the only thing I've, I've seen ever him. seen I honestly him. thought it was the guy from Scooby-Doo at first <laughs> oh what's wait his Matthew name? Lillard yeah, yeah. <laughs> we love Matthew we do yeah. he's, he's from great. Percocet no he's, he was in, uh... nah, he's not <laughs> um but yeah, that scene threw me off. Yeah, and it didn't really seem like something that is possible. Yeah. But so she goes and meets this historian and he shows her actual <laughs> videotape of Christian Moore, who is this priest yeah. in this small That's colony so in the area. And they had a, a, the, the village had like a strike of influenza. Yeah. And he kind of <laughs> took advantage of that to be like, hey, believe in God this is faith like this is faith based like believe in god and you'll survive which is crazy because there are so many strains of that in religion present day of right. like not getting your kids vaccinated exactly yeah, yeah True. That, that, that's actually a really good point and i yo i didn't have a tenuous grasp on like what was going on he killed his kids he, yeah no the town killed the his town kid. killed him yeah so what happened oh, really? was he was telling all these people don't 
inoculate yourselves because you don't need to. You can just believe in God. He's like, these are my children. They believe in God. They won't get sick. Like, here's the proof. But then they found out that he gave his kids the inoculation. Oh, he, so, he spread so, the flu on them. Or maybe he showed up to a town that yeah, was... Yeah, something like that. But it, it. it's part of this larger, like, oh, he turned away from God and turned to science. Mm-hmm. And so oh, then they kill his kids... Shit. Which, like, the historian, like, happened upon the tent that the kids were murdered in or something. And has, like, videotape of of it. Weird. Um, (laughs) And then they turn to the villagers who, like, hunt down the doctor. Or the reverend, rather. And then it's, like, a very dramatic, like, turn of who it is. And it's the the same guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So he's been around for years. And the reason why is because Granny... (laughs) Grammy. This, like, yeah. Witch doctor soothsayer essentially sucked his soul out of him or I cursed think him. So yeah. She cursed Ew. him with a dirt curse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dirt yeah. Curse. And stuffs dirt in his mouth I, and like carves into so his awesome. back, <laughs> which is where like the sickness that we're seeing in present day comes from, I think. But that with still dirt. doesn't like the that still doesn't like clarify something that I don't understand. So she sucks souls out of people's mouths. Mm-hmm. That's like we what see she her does. do it. Yeah. The... She like sucks souls out of people's mouths and she spits it in into the jar. jar. <laughs> and then she sucks it back out of the jar and sucks it spits it back into their mouths. Right? And like removes the liver or something in the part, well, like a gallbladder. To, to like that heal guy. that person. Oh, he, to he heal like him. Okay. Yeah. So she uses her powers generally, I think, for good. Yeah, that's where I'm a little off like i thought he killed his kids and he's like this bad guy and then the town came after him and he just well, he's bad because he schemed he was a schemer yes. he took advantage of this town that was sick or he implemented the in- the flu and was saying hey believe in religion uh they found out like he was maybe he was taking right. money or but, but something we, but the witch doctor is also bad so the witch so, doctor i think is overall good, good. so that's yeah. where i get lost so so she did this and then so apparently she curses him right but then somehow he gets the power to also suck souls but she is then scared of him because she's like once he's on to you like he will find you no matter what like, i don't think they did a good job of explaining like the overall <laughs> no. structure no. of like what yeah. it means for him to be cursed and exactly. why he's like killing people and taking on because like six souls in theory would is a reference to that but you yeah. don't really no. have any idea yeah. so overall if, for the listener yeah. <laughs> you can see this is where this movie becomes a bad movie exactly. yeah because like for the first half of us explaining it we're all on board like yeah. oh yeah, yeah this yeah. is cool this yeah. is cool and then it loses you a little bit yeah. in why everything exactly. yeah. yeah so then sure. she, so she talks to the historian and then immediately calls her brother her brother's watching her daughter sammy and sammy's like sick you can see mm-hmm. she's starting to scratch and cough so she calls her brother and is like bring sammy here like i know the woman who can help her and her brother's like are you crazy yeah. i have to take her to a doctor she needs medicine and Julianne Moore's like, no, trust me, have faith. Like, something really stupid the like that. The scene where the like... little daughter is explaining to Julianne Moore why she lost her faith, though, is pretty heart-wrenching because yeah. their dad died. And, I mean, that's something probably people realistically battle with. Like, mm-hmm, they have sure. faith and some, something tragic happens and then they're like, why would God let... Yeah. And the, just the, coming out of the little girl, it was sad. That was yeah. pretty powerful. Yeah, it was, but at the same time, also thinking, like, it kind of pissed me off, too, because I'm like, this mom's forcing this daughter to 
be like no god is good god is right. good like let your daughter form her own opinion well, and it's also like a red flag of like oh you know she's the next one to get sick yeah when they have that mm. conversation and that's yeah. where i wrote like religious propaganda because i was yeah. like yeah that's yeah. kind of how yeah. i felt too i was like if you want your kids to be scared into believing in religion show them this movie because like she was like no religion is good you should never question god and yeah. then she gets sick and i'm like Ugh, like yeah. i want to say something about our film friend though that it's a commonality but it might be one of her characteristics she's a great crier yeah yeah i don't know oh she cries well she was on billy on the street which i know you guys don't talk about tv but it's just like a clip of her well that's Um, youtube that's youtube (laughs) YouTube. (laughs) but she uh there's like a thing she does where someone like pays her a dollar to like do a monologue from one of her movies and she just turns it on like immediately is Mm. crying and emotional and i was just like whoa like she's an amazing actress yeah she's really good in this movie with the emotions all my notes about her like she's amazing she looks great her hair is awesome yeah like she has like when you look at her, she's just warm. She like brings yeah. a warmth to the screen. That's she amazing. She definitely has a look unlike anyone else. Too. I agree. Like she, it's not mm-hmm. like you can't confuse her with anyone. No. I feel like oh, yeah. I agree. her look is her, and it's yeah great. Yeah. <laughs> is she Emma Stone? No. No. Yeah, okay. I don't think so. No. Emma Stone's a, just the young. Hair. Yeah. Just, okay. She's also now blonde. Emma Stone. So oh. essentially, you you find all this out. She follows the thread um she kills there's a standoff there's a standoff classic you know person facing the demon evil. facing the the evil person yeah. she kills him he yeah, falls on a a root and it through his throat yeah and i i wrote a note that he he looked like the um with that toy from when we were kids that were the the metal stuff that you put on your face um, what is it? The woolly... Oh, woolly bully? The you put woolly ma- willy. You put metal stuff on oh. your face? When you move that like red stick around. It's like and... magnetic and it... Yeah. Because oh. all the dirt that was on his yeah. face. Oh. I like, couldn't take him seriously because he had dirt. And it was supposed to be symbolic that like he died with the dirt on his face. But all I could think about was like someone like strategically yeah. dropped little dirt Just around his face. Just a patchy beard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my Yo, God. The... Yeah, the... The thing at the end was cool. I so backed it's it. such yeah. a trope oh, I in love these it. horror yeah. movies. Yeah. Wait, you guys are all on board with it? Yeah, yeah. I liked it. I liked it. No, so, it saved the movie. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So it essentially, what happens is there's a standoff. She kills him, but his evil is transferred to her little daughter. And at the very end, she gives that. She breaks the fourth wall and oh and she's humming the song. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. 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 Oh, so I did like that. I yeah. thought you guys were discussing. Uh, the little look she gives. I liked to the, the look at the end, and then <laughs> I just like the fact that is she evil? Like, yeah. Oh, she's definitely. Yeah. Evil. That's like yeah. She's like Sammy, and yeah. then she yeah. just looks at the uh, camera. Yeah. So, with that being said, what would you guys? What was your initial rating of this? And now discussing it, where are you guys at? I didn't know you guys were all going to be on board. I love that you are. I feel like past couple episodes, I've been a little not the same you've been, ratings you've been as you guys moving away from us yeah, yeah but um i give this movie a five just for like the acting i thought was good and the first half was awesome and then it lost five <laughs> stars do we know <laughs> so, my stars <laughs> so wait with that logic it was a 10 out of 10 <laughs> until... yo listen every movie starts a 10 out of 10 <laughs> wow and I knock that. stars I, off i start every movie with a zero out of a 10 oh, yeah okay. i start them all at a 10 <laughs> five stars makes so much sense yeah. for both of you glass empty glass full <laughs> what about you Kate? i 
initially rated this a 5.5, but I think after this I would give it a solid 5. We brought was, you down? Yeah. What brought you down? Rehashing that logic about... Uh, good point. Good mm-hmm. point. I gave it a solid 3.5. Nice. I was really solid. turned off by like the, just like I said, like it felt very heavy handed. The like, oh, like she needs science. Like mm-hmm. you're not a believer. Mm-hmm. That kind of like took me out of it. Okay. Are your standards um, higher than ours? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, we, we'll, we'll talk about your ratings of other movies. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> true. Um, so I, my initial is 5.5. I enjoy this movie. Yeah. This kind of is up my alley. I, I like this type of movie. Kind of wish it was a possession movie, but um, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to keep it at 5.5. Rehashing the history is kind of bringing me down because it wasn't clear. It wasn't well done. Yeah. yeah. How did that guy have footage and why did it look <laughs> yeah. so good? I um, was going to yeah. rate this lower because I don't really like religion movies, but when it turned out to not be a strictly possession movie, I rated it higher. Yeah. I do want to say though the performances were, yeah, pretty were good. good. They like were really the good. That's what made yeah. it watchable. Julianne Moore, great, amazing. She's amazing. Yes. Yeah. Jonathan Rhys Meyers, great. Jeffrey Demun is, is that, that the, the dad? dad? Is the dad? I liked the dad a lot. Yeah, he was good. He's in a lot. He's of in movies. a lot of stuff. He's in Shawshank Redemption. He's, He's classic West, dad. West Wing. Yeah, he is. Um, I wanted him to be the hero. Like when he died, I was really bummed. I was like, oh, he could have saved the day. But I like that choice too to kind of kill off a character that you really like. Yeah. Kill off the whole family. Literally. (laughs) Except Sammy. Wink, wink. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And Nate Corgi got it by a piece of glass in the kidney. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But he was great. Love him. It made a lot of sense to me that this was um, made by Swedish people because I feel like that dark kind of Nordic religion and like those, like kind of a fairy tale, but also with really heavy religious undertones. Mm -hmm. I agree. It made a lot of sense. And like, I think Let the Right One In, that's like another horror movie. I don't know if it's Swedish? Swedish, but. It's like uh, Icelandic. Let's yeah. Go. yeah. Um, <laughs> There's snow on the ground. I've been wanting to see that. And it's kind of like, I like that type of horror. And that this kind of is like a little bit like Especially that. with creepy kids. I like creepy oh, kids creepy a lot. Kids, exactly. Um, and the budget for this movie is $22 million. That's Holy crazy. Holy Yeah. Gross 3.2. <laughs> nice. Okay, but can we also talk about how it was released video on demand before... A theatrical exactly. release? I don't think this movie was given a fair chance. I don't yeah. think so either. I think like 2013 was a weird year for movies. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of platform changes. Like True. a lot of people yeah, weren't really actually, going to the movies. That's a good point. That doesn't yeah. make it a better movie yeah, than yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. But I think it still would have failed. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> Might have done better. Yeah. Hopefully our influence out there in the world bumps this movie yeah. to the mainstream. Sure. Put it back in theaters. Yeah. Give it another shot. <laughs> Throw it on uh, Netflix. We gave it another no. ten bucks. Let's give it a sequel. Really? Well, collectively, right? Probably close to it. Wasn't it yeah. on Netflix? No, Was I it? watched it on Netflix. Really? Oh, we paid for I it. it. Was it? Did you look up Shelter or Six Souls? I looked up Six Souls, and then it said Shelter on Netflix, and I was like, "Oh, that's weird." And then I searched Shelter on Netflix, and it came up with Six Souls. Wow, <laughs> we all paid for it. I, I don't even check anymore. I'm <laughs> just too lazy, dude. I wish I had your money. <laughs> um, speaking of that, if you want to donate to the podcast, we have to pay for these shitty movies every time. Um, but no, love this movie. Cool. So we're in between movies right now. Mm-hmm. How are you guys feeling? I feel great. I feel pretty good. Thank you. I love that you check in. <laughs> yeah. Bailey hates it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
You know what? I'm I'm coming on to it. I uh, I felt really good about our discussion on Six Souls. Yeah, I feel pretty good too. I'm I'm with you in the sense that we're we're all on board for it. Yeah. I was a little worried that I was. I thought I was going to be the one that was like, yeah, I kind of like this movie yeah. a little bit. No, yeah. um, but we we're all on board. Um, uh, is it getting hot in here? Yeah, it is. I, I'm kind of. I'm starting to sweat. Wait, steamy? <laughs> is it getting steamy yeah. or hot? I would say steamy. it's getting pretty steamy. Steamy. Oh shit! Um, it so, has to be a little hot to get a little steamy, right? Hey, <laughs> hey! First hey. comes hot, <laughs> then comes steamy. Yeah, true. So we might as well jump into Julianne Moore's dating history slash sex life. I cue the music. <laughs> Oh yeah. Um, so she has two relationships on our files. <laughs> um, uh, Let the listener know we document the relationship. Um, she was uh, she married John Gold Rubin. Um, I think he's an actor. <laughs> he's uh, I don't know. He's in a few things. His picture's in black and white, so he seems pretty old. I thought he was a theater director. <laughs> That's a sure sign of someone being old if they are in black and white. And Becca thinks he's a theater director. I could be wrong though. Yeah, he could I could be, be making that um, up. Um, I he's an Aquarius. So. I, I hope I'm so. I'm Aquarius. Be- oh, oh, okay. You and Julie. I don't know. Yeah. Um, he is an Aquarius. I know, but uh, what? <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? I, I hope he is a theater director though, because it checks out in my mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. They respect good acting. Um, and now she's married to Bart Simpson Freund Freundlich Freundlich. Um, Sweet. Yeah, been married since 1996. Aww. going strong. Oh, nice. She's so got a couple kids got too. Two kids, Caleb and Liv. Pretty cool, huh? <laughs> I like that though. I kind of like when actors just like don't have a person well they have a personal life that they keep very private right, it's not right. something they like present out to the world i also you? yeah i respect the loyal to their soil too like yeah. just not having all these like omar Epps. Mm-hmm. omar Epps was he went off he went off <laughs> yeah. michael kane had the same wife since 1973 yeah also another commonality julianne moore and i have is um college we went to the same college for different things but oh, yeah she's nice. like a very famous alumni Do you, love it <laughs> of boston just, university also plug shout do you see a lot of yourself in julianne Moore? i wish i mean she's like i said like my goals for aging like when i'm 60 mm-hmm. i would love to look that good also in the next movie every time she went running i was like ah I should just go for a run right now. Ooh, yo, <laughs> it seemed really like I cathartic. A, I have a hot take on her running. Oh, really? we'll yeah, yeah. <laughs> I knew um, I knew you were gonna have a hot take on that because you gave a little laugh on her run. <laughs> Let's get to that movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now we have to approach this movie <laughs> delicately. <laughs> delicately. Um, we try to keep it light on this podcast. We try to keep it fun. Uh, but you know, sometimes you run into these serious movies with some of these actors and actresses. Um, and you know, so her best rated movie is one she won an award for a very serious, um, you know, issue and situation. Amazing movie. And that movie's 2014 still Alice. I thought you were going to go with masterpiece. 
You usually do. I usually do for the bad ones. <laughs> yeah, for a joke. <laughs> this one is a very good movie. Yeah. And across the board, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming for you guys, but I think the majority of people who watch this movie would say it's a great movie. Yeah. I mean, the acting... I mean, she won an Academy Award for... She won all four, I think. She won... What I was reading is that it was yeah. like a... Like Golden Globes, Independent Spirit, Critics' Choice, and Academy Award, yeah, so whatever. Yeah she, yeah, she did a good job. She, well, yeah. I was thinking, like, she should win an award this year for that movie. Yeah, yeah, every, year. Like, every year. Every year. So that they should just give her a little... Like an little honorary, trophy. yeah. Give her a lifetime achievement immediately yeah. after the movie comes out. <laughs> Um, so yeah, this, this movie's heavy. It's about Alzheimer's, specifically early onset Alzheimer's. Um, let me look up the synopsis real quick. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Um, I knew going into this movie that I was going to have a hard time. Yeah. It's really sad. It's so sad. So who here has seen this movie previously? Just you, Bailey? You raised your hand. hand. (laughs) No one can see Um, that. I think it's definitely a movie that I knew about, but always just knew it would be really sad. Yes. Um, and not that I don't like to watch sad movies, but especially Alzheimer's and like early yeah. onset, I just knew it would be it's like heavy. a pretty emotionally I wrecking movie. I found it movie. interesting uh, when we discussed it before that you weren't, you didn't see this movie. No, and I didn't. And being a Julianne Moore, because this is essentially, is this what she's known for? I don't think so. I don't know. I thought, I honestly thought The Kids Are All Right was her most famous movie, but I'm not sure. That is one of her higher rated ones. We were debating whether to do this or that movie. It really just depends on, I mean, if you followed the Oscars for the past, like, five, ten years, like, you would be like, this is what you know her for. Like, if you're into, like, I guess it just kind of depends what kind of movies you're into because she does have like a wide range mm-hmm. of movies if you're into like thrillers i'm sure you'd like you would know children six of men souls. or <laughs> six souls yeah or the forgotten but That's if you're true. into like i don't know becca and i had a discussion where like we avoid movies or i don't i avoid movies where i cry and we just cry a lot in movies yeah, so. i definitely cry a lot there and there's also just certain subjects that are more like personal yeah. you know like there's other types of sad movies i can watch more easily than this but that being said, I'm glad I watched it. Me too. I'm glad I had a reason to watch it because I thought it was a really, really good movie. Yeah. Especially right. because like it, she did win an award for this movie and yeah. she is known yeah. for this role a little bit. I think she is known for her early work, but I think this is kind of like her like capstone, right? Like where she's like, this is her. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I agree. And yeah. Um, and this movie, it's rated 86% on Rotten Tomatoes. Which, when we review, they're usually the actors or actresses hire movies. They're usually in the 90s. So I'm a little surprised that this one's at 86. Yeah. Um, I think that's because it was usually ones that are like award winning. More, 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 more people mm-hmm. like participate in rating them. So mm-hmm. their people expect more. So they rate all over the board. Mm-hmm. I'll, yeah. I'll also say, while I love the movie on the whole, some of the supporting yeah. actors took me out of it a little bit i agree oh, especially kate bosworth, kate bosworth we... i thought was good i i didn't love Kristen stewart oh. but that's like a personal thing where i, I can't really see I, I always just see her yeah. like the person and also maybe it was just the character but alec baldwin was kind of pissing me off this movie i just see alec baldwin yeah so I feel a lot about everything you just said. <laughs> I know Bailey does. He's, up, he's standing up. Get, sit down. Sit down. Let's hear this. Go ahead. Some, let, let yeah, yeah. No, no, I, I no, mean, please. I 
feel personally attacked <laughs> when people nah I don't but I like Kristen Stewart I think I liked her in this movie I think she did a really good job I understand that like she gives the same vibe mm-hmm. usually in most of her movies which I can see why people like wouldn't like her but I feel like she did a good job as the daughter in this movie that you're supposed to kind of like. Right, because she played that character. Yeah. She yeah, played exactly. the character she always plays. Exactly. Her style matched this character. This. Yeah. And I'm I'm in between you two. Yeah. With with Kristen Stewart. Mm-hmm. Um I kind of get what you're saying. I'm always whenever I see her on screen, I'm like, oh shit, here comes that nervous like yeah she has certain person. mannerisms with like fixing mm-hmm. her hair mm-hmm. and stuff yeah, she yeah. always um, tosses it over to the yeah. side and like yeah. shrugs mm-hmm. like but and makes there, that weird smile there are yeah. moments like i like adventureland i like uh, adventureland definitely yeah, and yeah, I, I do like her character in this movie yeah. i thought she did like a good job as mm-hmm. that character but, but uh, yeah i agree it's like but sometimes it's once you see a cat person play the same character over and over again it's hard mm-hmm. to not see them as that person yeah mm-hmm. and uh I, I don't want to jump into it too much, but with the Alec Baldwin mm-hmm. thing, when I saw him, I was like, ah, oh, he's not going to be good in this movie. Like, I don't know how I feel about Alec Baldwin too much, but I'm like, I don't know if he's going to fit the vibe because I just know him from maybe comedic roles or, you know, mm-hmm. impersonating Donald Trump, that kind of stuff. Um, wait, he impersonates yeah. Donald Trump? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he does. yeah. Uh, so, so I was like, oh no, is he going to lend himself to this? But I was actually, I was really into um, him. So let's, yeah. uh, let's... It, for those who haven't seen this movie, 2014, rated PG-13, drama, <laughs> one hour, 41 minutes. <laughs> um, and it's a synopsis is Dr. Alice Howland, Julianne, played by Julianne Moore, is a renowned linguistics professor at Columbia University. When words begin to escape her and she starts becoming lost on her daily jogs, Alice must come face to face with a devastating diagnosis, early onset Alzheimer's disease. As the once vibrant woman struggles to hang on to her self, sense of self for as long as possible, Alice's three grown children must watch helplessly as their mother disappears more and more with each passing day. And that's a pretty good synopsis. Mm-hmm. It's basically watching this, this once very motivated, very smart woman, very good mother just deteriorate and like how the family kind of deals with it and how she deals with it too. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's serious. There's like... There's little bits of humor in this, but it's it's mostly comes from her, yeah, um, with a little quips and like because she was smart before this happened to her, and also how strong she is. Like the humor comes from how like strong of a person she is through this experience. Like she, so she was diagnosed with early onset Alzheimer's, like really early in the movie, and she Mm -hmm. just kind of like takes to it in the sense of like I'm not gonna let this pretty much beat me in the sense of. Mm I think with that comes a sense of humor sometimes because it's the best way to deal with things. Mm-hmm. I also thought it was an interesting way um, to like look at the way Alzheimer's affects people in terms of the first thing to go is usually like words. Yeah. Um, and that she was like a linguistics professor mm-hmm. and like lecturing at the beginning and was really well known. And that idea that like she puts so much worth into who she is as a professional and as an intellectual mm-hmm. and for that to go like her personal reckoning with uh, that, yeah. I thought mm-hmm. was really interesting. Yeah. And she also plays words with friends with her daughter. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was so funny as like a plug towards because that's so like 2014. Oh, I Yeah, I wrote a note like, do people still play this anymore? Yeah. Like, <laughs> but she actually described. I thought she said one thing in the very beginning when she was talking with her husband Alec Baldwin about it, um, that it felt like 
everything was like dropping out from underneath her when she right. like forgets these words like it's just like a trap door that like right. falls yeah, I, I just that too. yeah and she mentions that a couple times that it feels like it's getting ripped away from her and probably the so i'll admit i cried during this movie i did as well i, I, I cried cry did you times. i had tears in my eyes yeah <laughs> Um, I've wanted, I think I've mentioned on the podcast that I want to cry during movies, but sometimes it doesn't happen. This one got me when she's making the speech at the Alzheimer's Association, uh, like, like benefit, uh, and she's the, the orator there. Um, she says that she worked her whole life in academia and she worked so hard and it's just getting ripped away from her. And multiple times she says it's getting ripped away from her, killed me. Because yeah. like you spend your whole life yep. doing this, yeah. and all of a sudden it's gone. It's it was pretty powerful. Are we so, talking about the parts that are making us cry right now? Yeah, yeah. Well, um, oh, there's so many of the them. The part right? where she had to tell her kids, oh, yeah, uh, that so that not yeah. that she just has it, that they, they could all have it, and yeah. there's yeah. nothing that she could have done to prevent it. Yeah, but she still has that me. guilt. Yeah, yeah. Oh. like I should have known I had this, so I had so I could have told my kid like, i agree and then yeah. when the older daughter oh anna God. finds out she has it and says she's positive and the other two children well thomas the 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 boy is negative uh kristen stewart's character lydia doesn't want to find that's out. so i'd rather not know but i thought that was funny because not funny but interesting because from the start, you can see how much like her mom, like the Kate Bosworth character is. Like yeah. as the daughter, oh, she's exactly like Julian, like hyper overachiever. And you can tell the way that they're both like fussing at Lydia, who's Kristen Stewart, like the youngest sister, just kind of like not throwing her under the bus. I guess the sister is in a sense, but they're, like, in the beginning, aggressive. yeah, like Julian Moore's character, Alice is out in LA giving a conference. That's where Lydia lives, like trying mm. to be an actress and mm. they're having lunch. And you can tell it's just kind of like a point of contention mm. between them Always. that she she like didn't go to college and isn't following because they're just like a classic family of overachievers like two professors for parents the daughter yeah i like that part of this movie yeah i thought it was interesting and you're right because the the alec baldwin's character is like what did you guys fight again or argue again because they're always arguing about this but i i I agree with the kristen stewart but i think the character is great and i'm glad she was injected into this family having a medical school medical school student a lawyer and two parents who are doc. They're there's both doctors, a, yeah. correct? Yeah, I and there's usually doctors. always yeah. someone like that in a family like right. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there was actually a moment with um, Kristen Stewart that I cried in when, um, so the mom, like, reads the diary of hers, and yeah. I, like, uh, it was, heart- it was like, heart-wrenching because you can't really decide, like, what's reality even as a viewer, right, with, mm-hmm. this, with her character. And... Kristen Stewart's kind of going through that herself. Like, what is my mom cognizant of and what is she not? Mm. And so the mom reads the diary and not, it does is not fully aware that she's reading it. And she storms out of the room. Uh, yeah. Like, like you can't, this is my private stuff. And the next day, the mom's like, we fought about something, but I don't remember what it is. And Kristen Stewart, like, apologizes for it and, like, wants it. And that's made me cry that moment mm-hmm. because it was like, this mom's losing everything mm. like everything is yeah. thus and she still has this smile on her face where she wants to connect but she there's like almost like she's wearing a mask mm-hmm. and that mask really made me cry yeah and i mean kristen stewart was like i guess the only daughter to really like ask her like what it felt yes, like yeah that made me cry and too yeah that made me and cry alice loved it she was mm-hmm. like oh thank you for like 
taking interest in at least asking yeah because well like. and that was another thing not even that i necessarily have a problem with alec baldwin but to me his character was so frustrating because he just like wouldn't put anything aside to help alice or like i just felt like he was minimizing her experience the whole time and she uh-huh. even gets to a point where she was like you need to listen to me like this is what's happening because yeah. well i get that that's fear right I yeah. guess so, yeah. But then it's like when he's like taking that job it's somewhere else fear. and he's like moving her. And just, that's I hated that. I yeah. hated that too, but I understood that. Yeah. And, and it's well cooler. she even confronts him with that. She's like, You don't want to see me go through this in the right. next year. But she kept being like, just put it off a year. Like this is the last year we probably have together. Mm-hmm. And that's I, I cried in that moment when Lydia comes home who's Kristen Stewart's character and he's like, You're a bigger man than I will ever be. Yeah. Because he's just terrified. Yeah. Like, there's a scene where she, like, pees her pants because she can't find the bathroom. Oh, that made me cry. Yeah. And he's just like, this is the love of his life. Yeah. This is someone he, like, pretty much grew up with. He's been intellectually challenged by everything Mm -hmm. about it has just been wonderful. And he's literally watching her deteriorate in front of him and he can't handle the fear. Yeah. And I understand that. And, like, that's a big job for someone. And, like, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that he did the right thing, but I under mm-hmm. that perspective, I think, was needed in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Also, he says a couple times that he's in love with her. She's the smartest woman that he's ever met, he's ever known. And they lived a life where they were both independent of each other, independently successful, emotionally independent. So all of a sudden, for him to have to for that to be switched and him have to take care of her in a way like i get it i it's shitty what he kind of did to her um or how he handled it but i could see the struggle and another part that i actually cried was when he was confiding to lydia and was crying and hugging her and said because lydia comes back from la or the west coast and takes care of the mother in, in in her last days um and he says that you're a better man than i am yeah yeah um because he can't handle he realizes he's doing the wrong thing but he just can't handle it yeah Mm -hmm. but i was kind of pulled out of that scene a little bit because alec baldwin's fake cry is the worst (laughs) compared to julianne moore yeah yeah Yeah, incredible and one thing i thought julianne moore did a really good job of throughout was showing just like the everyday frustrations Mm -hmm. of coming to terms with a sickness like Mm -hmm. that um and i love i love the doctor in general i thought he was great i loved him Mm -hmm. loved him but when he was talking about her being really resourceful um, and how that kind of like masked her sickness for a while, but then like coming to terms with it, how she would like write down words. Yeah. Or I thought it was a really great scene when she was Skyping with um, Lydia, the youngest daughter, reading her the speech. And Lydia's like, oh, like, why don't you make it more personal? Why don't you try it again? But one of the ways she, um, Alice was coping with like getting through reading something was highlighting it to make sure she that. didn't mm-hmm. read it again. And she just like had this moment of such genuine frustration to be like i can't read it again for you i already right. highlighted the whole thing and, and it yeah. took her three days to write yeah it as well. and i yeah. thought lydia was just like okay mom like you can try it you could just print another one and then like alice kind of fights back and is like no i don't want to do that and you just like see how much like anger and sadness she has within herself but i thought lydia was really patient and yeah. then when she goes and she reads it in front of the conference it was a speech for the conference we were talking about mm-hmm. she's like highlighting it and the papers fall and she like makes a joke yeah. she's like oh i'm gonna forget i did that you know i, yeah. I just thought she did I a like really when good her, job when her like intellect shines through the disease as well. mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and and this is like kind of a movie where we don't have to like go through from beginning to exactly. end because mm-hmm. there's not like a and a huge like arc it's really just like 
watching her deal yeah. with this thing. Yeah, exactly. and like the family dynamics yeah. and stuff. And, I mean, one of the things that was pretty, I guess, powerful was like when she had her phone and she had to answer these questions mm-hmm. every day. Oh my gosh. And if she couldn't answer the certain questions, like where do I, li- what, how, like what's my address? What's my oldest daughter's name? What's my birthday? What's my birthday? She planned to kill herself. Right. By like opening up a, like if she couldn't answer them, go to your computer, open up this video she made for herself to take all these pills and basically die in her sleep, yeah. which was like wild. The moment you think she's actually, so there's a moment when she's on with Lydia, Lydia sends her files to open up of her headshots. To, mm-hmm. She's like, Mom, will you know how to open these files? Yes. She goes to look for the files. She opens up that video that she created. Mm-hmm. And you think, as the viewer, you think, oh, this is how it's going to end. Mm-hmm. And I was wrecked. Me I was too, like, yeah. oh, no, we're going to watch it. It's going to be a mishap. Um, but it doesn't happen. The, the caretaker comes It's home. actually sadder, I think. It is sadder, Because yeah. she yeah. literally, so she's watching the video in her kitchen and the video is telling instructor to go to the bedroom and open a, a drawer in her bedroom mm-hmm. and she can't remember long enough from going downstairs to upstairs right. what the video tells her yeah which i think is actually sadder. she has to play it like three or four times yeah. just to remember if if it ended like that i almost like i know she didn't want to live like that yeah, yeah. Exactly. like i almost kind of like wanted her to like release herself from like the burden that she's giving everyone and then she knows that she's i kind of felt the same way yeah because you see her conviction when she makes that video of like she has a whole plan and i mean in one sense you're relieved when it doesn't work out when it gets her plans get interrupted but at the same time i was like there would be something i don't know i don't know if comforting is the right word but like you understand i don't know yeah Yeah. because i mean you uh, you see her get worse and it's just sadder and sadder and then if she could go and like her old self know that she left exactly. before she burdened anybody right yeah. Whereas, yeah. right she would have liked that especially because yeah. there's that scene where her husband takes her to the frozen yogurt place and they're eating the frozen yogurt i cried during that me, part. Yeah. me too yeah. it was it was rough it was and sad he was like do you still want to be here anymore Mm-hmm. And her response was like, I haven't finished my yogurt yet. And yeah. it was like, not to the right response. We're yeah. like, you know that he in his heart of hearts knows that she wouldn't want this. But yeah. like, because she probably had no living will around this, there was no way yeah. to yeah. decipher what she would want. And she was like, in that video, there's a strict instructions. Do not tell anyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting. And she was like, okay, do not tell anyone this. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting part of it too. Like, I also had like a lot of apprehension about him. Like the husband gets offered a job at, uh, in Minnesota and they're based in New York and he keeps trying to like push it on her and she's like, no, no, I don't want to go. But she gets to this point where she really has no idea what's going on. And when he wakes her up that one morning, I was like, oh my God, he's uh, either yeah. taking her to Minnesota or like putting, there's like a, a scene where she visits like a nursing home for people yeah. with Alzheimer's yeah. and like all very old. It's like, oh my God, he's going to like put her in That's a nursing home thought. and leave her. But then it's actually really sweet because her oldest daughter has twins. So they just get up and they go visit the babies in the hospital. I love that scene because she goes, what happened to her? She looks awful. I yeah. laugh so hard. <laughs> yeah. She has a lot of moments like that where yeah. just like charming lines. And the, the daughter's husband's like, oh, is it okay if she holds the baby? And she's like, I know how to hold a baby. Yeah. <laughs> I like, when, like the, see her in when the doctor is showing her different cards uh, to kind of identify the picture. And, she's, and it's a picture of a duck. And she's like, it's kind of like a chicken. But it's not. <laughs> yeah. She said, it's kind of like a chicken, but it's not. And they f- flip this to seems... it and it's a duck. 
those scenes, like, I didn't, like, for some reason, I don't know, I took it, like, a different, like, it made me sad. Yeah. It's yeah, sad, I didn't, but it's, like, like, I didn't, for some reason, I don't know, I didn't feel the charm in that. I just felt, like, the sadness right. of her not knowing what a duck is. Well, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? True. Like, that's I, true. I, I, I didn't think it was as sad because I think, because she was trying to like persevere and be strong yeah right so mm-hmm. she was still trying to like that's why i found try it's like when you work people who have these kind of things and stuff you still see them fighting and like they kind of know it's kind of funny like they kind of still mm-hmm. have this little bit of light in them and i think it's the light in them in that moment that mm-hmm. we find funny and charming yeah. um to insert myself here <laughs> uh <laughs> one commonality there though is uh the showing of the cards yeah by oh yeah um, that's true and that both uh, both characters they're still with the mind yeah yeah so yeah Uh, Um, i would say they're the biggest commonalities besides that i was hard pressed i don't know if you guys no that's the only one was that they both worked with the mind like she's a mom yeah (laughs) she's a good mom (laughs) exactly yes um yeah but i i really liked the way that it ended with lydia coming back from the west coast and them having that time together even though i was really sad that her husband left yeah. But I get it. I get that it's like fear and just denial. And that's like yeah. how his character was designed. Yeah. Like it's like, because it kind of set up, kind of set up from the beginning where like she did all the cooking. She did all this. Like she, yeah. they had gender roles very specific in that relationship. Right, right. Did you notice like how many times like they were cutting fruit or like, yeah. there were so many like food preparation yeah. scenes <laughs> so or like many. just food scenes. The in Christmas to, one. I was trying to find the like symbolic reason for that. But I couldn't come up with it, yeah. but you're I, right. I could only think of like family gathering scenarios yeah. or, like, or like, like showing like everyday tasks yeah. and how they get harder, how she yeah. kind of turns away from and them. And also but... like, um, how like connection is all saying so like at the beginning everyone's together everyone's happy everyone's and as the movie continues less and less of the family shows up so less and less of her memory is there is what mm. i was thinking yeah so i was thinking it was more of like so her mind's so full and rich mm. and all the foods are really rich at the beginning mm. and full and as we go on they're getting takeout and it's only a couple people showing up at a time yeah. so yeah. her mind is less yeah. rich and full is what I, I also thought, thought they did a really good job um like stylistically of like the fading in and uh, out and like focus. the f- yeah, yeah the focus Love being it, it out of focus Love i felt it. like did a really good job of conveying like her sense of alienation and just mm. like not really understanding where she was mm. and uh, yeah, go ahead, yeah i was gonna say and then in this movie like the music as well like there was definitely like a mm-hmm. uh, a th- not like a theme music but there's like a music that would play throughout the whole movie mm-hmm. it was like a certain like piano like sad Jazz, piano playing yeah. mm-hmm. like during the whole movie mm-hmm. i did like even the first one of the first initial signs of her alzheimer's was when she goes for a run oh i'll, I'll hit my hot take but um when she goes for a run and she's running around columbia a campus she should be familiar with all of a sudden her breathing gets heavy and everything gets out of focus and she's lost. She's like in a fog. So that I thought that was pretty powerful. Mm-hmm. On the running, I felt like she, Julie, like the actress Julianne Moore. If I feel like she doesn't run ever, her run, <laughs> I feel like that's probably what I look like when I run. I feel like I'm just flailing, <laughs> but I'm trying. Flailing. Usually, I see like in movies, I'm like, man, that's such a good running form. Yeah, her form. Not good. She needed a trainer. I didn't really take notice to it. I thought her get yeah. up was pretty cool. Her get up, yeah. was, her get up cool. was yeah. She like she she was like she had like uh I don't know, her whole body was like spandex. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. 
and her hair all pulled back. That's yeah. one thing I noticed. I was like, my hair would not stay like that. Her hair running. is great. Yeah, she's great, great hair. hair. Honestly, that character of like the hyper focused like professor, like career woman. I was like, that is my role model. Yeah, she's great. Her yeah. glasses on point too. Yeah, I wrote mm-hmm. that down. I was like, I love all of her glasses. Mm-hmm. Me too. That's also an interesting too thing too. Her style like translates with how she's going to or she's very sharp and clean and then she her colors change too as she gets more yeah. beige mm-hmm. yeah as the Big movie sweaters. goes yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um i just julianne more in general from what i know of like her roles she usually plays like academic very smart characters like these two movies she's a doctor um in lost world the one the movie i like she <laughs> is very smart yeah, um, she might be a doctor in that, uh, like a biology or mm-hmm. some sort of, you know, evolution doctor. But yeah, I, I find that interesting that she kind of has yeah, that she, she commonality does. and everything. Maybe what if she's she, like a stone cold dummy in real life? <laughs> <laughs> she's oh, probably not. It's also yeah, probably not. <laughs> we don't talk about TV, but this is another Alec Baldwin role with Thirty Rock, right? Yeah, um, I think I read something online that she asked for him to be in the movie after working with him on Thirty Rock because oh, they really wanted to work together again. Oh, that's cool. I yeah. didn't know that. That's yeah, they're cool. buddies. Oh, buds, buds. We love, love that. friendships. <laughs> so, we love friendship. Yeah, so I, I, I think. Um, do you guys have anything else to say about this movie? I did like the ending. I love and the Lydia um, specifically. Lydia is an actress and like does all these plays that Alice starts to oh, read, right. and then she reads her. I think it's like an excerpt from a play. I'm not entirely Angels sure. In America, I yeah. Believe, plays, yeah. Um, but then she's Lydia's reading it to Alice, and is like, "Mom, do you like know what it's about?" And she's like struggling with the word, but she says, "Love." It's about love, mm-hmm. and then they just kind of embrace. That was a and, very good mm-hmm. ending. Yeah, yeah a good ending to a emotional. Heavy movie. Yeah. 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 It's emotional, but it it's not like I guess it's a positive note. Yeah. To it end on. Fucked me up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was um, really sad, but, but it's then, also I like what we were talking about how it wasn't like any like big thing happened. Yeah. It was just like her dealing with it. And I thought the ending was fitting. Like I didn't want to see her die or anything, right, right. you know. I just yeah. wanted it to be about their family. Good, I agree. It it does something too that I like in movies. The title card comes at the very end. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and it, it was like a f- fade in it right out of focus yeah. and then still alice comes in um yeah yeah i was like cool. what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah this movie wrecked me i have two notes here like this movie is gonna make me really sad this movie is going to wreck me is this before you take those before As the movie was going on. Oh, <laughs> just like in the beginning literally my first note was i know this movie is gonna be really sad yeah and then at the one point she it was really like powerful she's like i wish i had cancer like oh, i'd rather yeah. have cancer mm-hmm. like i was thinking about that mm-hmm. not a hot seat question <laughs> <laughs> like cancer versus all time like what would well what would yeah you... i honestly feel like i'd rather have cancer yeah, because just watching that movie it... and also cancer there's odds right yeah alzheimer's you it eats your brain yeah. There's no yeah. cure for Alzheimer's. It feels pretty helpless, not only for you, but for the, the people, people around you. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't even want to like losing your that brain is all, like. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's rough. Yeah, let's talk about something else. <laughs> what would you guys rate this movie? I would say an eight. I really liked it. I thought it was a really good movie, but it's not necessarily like a favorite. Mm-hmm. You know. I don't think I'll ever watch it again. Yeah, I don't think so. Either. I think it's a movie all about the performance and the the topic that they're doing. I like agree. it's shot well, and, and there are aspects of the the focus mm-hmm. and the music and kind of how you mentioned little 
details about how their food prep deteriorates as she deteriorates. But I think it's all, all about Julianne Moore's performance, the topic. I'm going to go with a, a hot eight as well. Mm. Um, I'm going to go 7.5. And probably just because like it's not... Yeah, it, the rewatch value isn't very high. Yeah, it's not, there. And it's not like my <laughs> type of movie. But yeah. it was still amazing and it's her, so good her yeah. performance is like one of like the best of all time <laughs> definitely of 2014 I, but also yeah, all yeah. time yeah. i also rated it an eight and i'm keeping it there it's a, yeah i for what everyone said same reasons mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and i would suggest it i this is a movie i would suggest but i would definitely put a preface on it that it's a heavy topic and, and you're gonna be sad movie. if you're not sad. I think it could also be cathartic for some people yeah, though to watch true. it that's if true. they've had experiences mm-hmm. with loved ones. Not even necessarily just with Alzheimer's, but just with sickness and with dealing with like parents mm-hmm. or grandparents. Yeah. Yep. Um, it was a good cry for me. No, I don't know about you guys. It was a little hot earlier. <laughs> uh, it was steamy. Yo, before <laughs> before we get a little too hot. Um, <laughs> Do you want to do... Should we bring back net worth before we get hot and see me? Uh, yes, because I know a couple things about Julianne Moore and her money. So let's, <laughs> let's, uh, let's do it. How, let's, let's talk about net worth. All right. Well, what do you think? Do you, did you look it up? Did you cheat? <laughs> Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I didn't. But usually at this point, you look on your phone and do the research immediately. No, do I you know already it. have it prepped? I, I know it. Okay. Go ahead, guys. You go. <laughs> I would say twenty-two million. Twenty-second episode, twenty-two million. Oh, love it, love <laughs> it. I was gonna go uh, forty million. I'm going in between you guys. Thirty-five million. Kate cheated. No, I didn't. Was it forty million? It's forty million. Wow. Yeah, go right her. Knows. I mean, that makes sense. She has a huge body of work, and I feel like now has really established herself as like powerhouse. Yeah. Hollywood actress. She's rich. Well, I do know. God bless. The one thing I know about her, and I knew it coming into this, uh, is in 1999, she moved into a $900,000 three-bedroom loft in Greenwich Village. Three years later, 2002, (laughs) she moved into a $2.65 million apartment. Upgraded. She has some moolah. Yeah. I knew Good that for her. She deserves it. it. She deserves all the money. I think that's uh, that Magnolia money Ooh, <laughs> right yeah. around that time. True. <laughs> Definitely that Magnolia money. Um, um, guys, I'm sweating. <laughs> yeah. I am sweating. I'm nervous. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's time for the hot seat. Cue the music. I love that theme music. Yeah, yeah that theme music. It hits the nail right on the head. All right, so Still Alice was based on a book by Lisa Genova. <laughs> um, you, are, you are our book expert. Um, what movie or what book would you like to see turned into a movie most? Ooh. That is a really good question. One... That I'm very ex- well. I meant to start this at the top, talking about Julianne Moore. One that I'm excited about that's a book being turned into a movie is our mutual favorite, Bel Canto, and Julianne oh, really? Moore is playing 
the lead part. Hell yeah. Which Perfect. is amazing. Oh, that's awesome. Is Other that coming out this year? Or? It's coming out 2019, oh, okay. I believe. I, I think they're I post-production. <laughs> I'm very excited for Jen, that character. Wait, have I've you read, read it? it? Oh. Jennifer Aniston. Je- yeah, <laughs> Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> Yo, it's great. I love that book. I'm excited to see who plays Jen, for sure. But... I think another book that we've been talking about that I think would translate really well into a movie is Eileen by Otessa Moshfeg because it's very like pulp, like mm-hmm. that kind of like pulp fiction mm-hmm. vibe. It's really dark. And I think it's, a, I mean, it's a period piece taking mm-hmm. place in the 60s in New England. Mm-hmm. I think there there could be like a lot of interesting kind of character, like what kind of actress would play those characters. I think that's that's crazy because i'm reading that book right now right um and i see the main character as sally hawkins wow for some reason i know she should be younger interesting i think it's because her character in shape of water in a way reminds me of yeah Um, yeah and that kind of like darkness and going to her job as a like municipal i don't know yeah i i could definitely see that great answer i'm really (laughs) i'm really surprised you didn't say secret history oh my god i would love that in a way i was setting you up hoping you would say (laughs) secret we've all read it yeah we have (laughs) yeah i would love for that to be a movie i wonder i just i can't imagine who would play those characters though at that age right like i mean oh definitely the get out kid Ooh, wait also timothy chalamet could be someone anyone he would be just Um, give him every movie role the main guy richard yeah yeah that would be good i would love that the guy from get out would be bunny oh my god i feel like i imagine bunny is more fratty than Uh, like that guy from get out seems like more weird to me what's his name he would be one of the twins i think oh yeah Yeah. like charles yeah Yeah. we should cast that movie we should yeah Yeah. (laughs) does anyone have a funding for that (laughs) we would do a great job i know this is a movie podcast and we don't talk about tv but if you like to read read the book secret history by donna tart it's dope everyone we've ever suggested who loves it yeah i bought it for a couple people yeah. it quickly became their favorite Becca book pushes it on people and i love I it i do and i, I sometimes hesitate because i push it hard um and i'm like maybe they won't like it because not everyone has the same taste as me but i think it's a pretty universally I beloved agree. book and hopefully we give it the bump uh, that it becomes a movie yeah well they're making the goldfinch yeah. into yeah. a movie donna tart's most recent book mm-hmm. um What's but that one won the pulitzer so mm-hmm. i think it just and it has more Universe. That's the only one I haven't read. I read The Secret History and The Little Friend, mm-hmm. which was also good. But I mean, The Secret History is just like it's greatest so of all time. It's so good. I have two more hot seat questions. Is it okay if I yo, ask them yo, back to back? Just fucking go for it. Okay. <laughs> this one's kind of a trivia question. Uh-oh. In Still Alice, the doctor asks her to remember a name and an address. <laughs> Can you recall it? Uh, I think it was... John Brown? Oh no, John, no. It's no. John Black, Black, 42 Washington Street. There you go. Oh, <laughs> there Bailey. you go. Hoboken. Yeah. Oh, Hoboken. <laughs> yes. Okay. I knew it was I thought it was 42 Washington Avenue. It is Washington know. Street. Wow. All right. Well, I think I, we, I 50 <laughs> Literally like right before I came yeah. over It's here. funny because in that sequence of testing, I was like, all right, I have to remember that and mm-hmm. I totally forgot. <laughs> I, I couldn't remember But then when he gave her the options of it, I was like, all right, I know which one right. it is. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That's what Kate was as well. When yeah. he gave the options, I was like, okay, I can pick out from the options, yeah. but I cannot remember it for the slightest. Yeah. Third question. Okay. Now, in the movie Six Souls, a.k.a. 
shelter. shelter. Right. He essentially sucks the souls out of these people and becomes them. Are you going to ask her whose soul she would suck? <laughs> if you can suck, <laughs> suck a soul of any actor or actress, <laughs> who would it be? Wow. <laughs> Great question. I love it. I love it. And then it when too. you're done with it, you could you could you could take suck it out of the spit jar it back and put in. it back in. Um I think maybe Frances McDormand. Ooh. I love her spirit and her personality yeah. and I she's someone I really admire. So, so I, I guess I wouldn't be totally conscious of her being in my body, right? Like, I don't know where my soul goes when she comes in. Just but moves to the side I think she would have fun. Yeah. Oh, um, she's sick. I think uh, for the listeners, this is going to be released after today, but we're recording it on the day of the Oscars. Throwing a little party here. So if you want to come, come. <laughs> show up a day after. I don't know how this works. It but was great. You'd have to go but if into you were your to time do it, machine. Tonight would be a great night to suck her soul. And, and yeah, she's fun. She gives fun speeches. Like at the Golden Globe, she's like tequila shots on me, everybody. Um, I don't know. I've always really loved her. Yeah. That's a good pick. Thank you. She's also married to Joel Cohen, who I love. So. Oh, that makes well, sense. Nice. If my soul could then go into her body, it'd be fun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> great. I didn't know that. I could um, pick his brain a little bit. They are... All my hot seat questions. Kate. You don't have any today? Uh, no. I mean, just other than like... You're normal? Yeah. Okay. And I have my normal and that's it. Yeah. Um, well, I have some hot seat questions for you guys also, so... Oh, oh crap. Let's do yours first because ours are... You know what they are. <laughs> okay. Well, it's really funny because obviously I listened to your podcast a lot. Immediately I was like, if I'm going to be on, this is the question I'd want to ask. But you like kind of already dipped into what I was going to talk about, oh, no. um, which is that one of the things we've all bonded over is our love of books. And I was wondering what some of your favorite book to movie adaptations oh. are. Oh, Not knowing question. that Still Alice was a book to movie adaptation until I watched the movie. Great question. That is a great question. And fitting to my title, so thank you so yeah, much. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll go first. At the top of my head, I, I'd have to think about it a little more, but right, just because of recent memory, a book I really, really loved when it first came out was Annihilation by Jeff Vandermeer. Oh. Did you see the movie? Yeah, we did. I did, and I loved it. I don't know. There's. I think it's getting mixed reviews. Other people here have seen it, um, but <laughs> I... I loved it. I thought it was a great adaptation. It's not completely accurate to the book. The book is also part of a trilogy. So in a movie, they can't dive into the background and, and why certain things are happening, why characters are uh, you know, acting the way they are. But I think Alex Garland, love Ex Machina. I think he, I think he wrote 28 Days Later or co-wrote it as well. Um, I could be totally wrong about that, but <laughs> but I think he killed uh, adapting that book, and I read that book in 2014, so I've been waiting for a movie adaptation. So at the top of my head, that is one that I'm I'm very very happy with. I don't read that many books. I read half of books and then <laughs> stop. I listened to half of Ready Player One. Excited for the movie, even though I didn't finish the book. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I also, I'll say I do. I would count comic books and graphic novels in this. Yeah. I would. So, uh, <laughs> how much time do we have? Because uh, uh, I was thinking that because one that is nominated for best adapted screenplay, I was like, she gonna do that is Logan. Oh, oh nice. yeah, and that is so good, mm -hmm. and it's so on point for comic book to movie. You know, what else is a good comic book to movie is surprisingly, is Scott Pilgrim is so good. Oh, so I do. Point. I love that movie. That movie is on point to book mm -hmm. um 
but like actual novels Mm -hmm. not like graphic novels or comic books but logan and scott pilgrim i think are the closest to comic book um i was thinking about i know it's cheesy but harry potter straight up yeah those are great adaptations um they're so fun and the part one and part two of the seventh book perfect um also i know we don't talk about tv but handmaid's tale oh amazing i still haven't watched it great show yeah Um, nice big fan just i was just thinking about this like because we were just on tay's podcast and he asked us what our favorite movies are and now thinking about my two favorite movies are actually adaptations from books but i haven't read the books one flew over the cuckoo's nest oh yeah casey Mm -hmm. um never read the book and then the shining yeah um, stephen king that's what i was thinking um that's it's one of my favorite books of all time one of my favorite movies of all time but i think that's kind of controversial because stephen king hated the movie like disowned it made his own tv movie kind of version of it um but i loved it and in reading stephen because i love stephen king and i read a lot of his interviews reading his like opinion on it, his perspective of it I do kind of understand where he's coming from in terms of like specifically the ending and the way that the character of Jack is like dealt with mm-hmm. with like just I don't know reading about how he leaves his family and stuff right, there right. was intention with what Stephen King wrote in the book but I I love that movie yeah. and I love that book I it's love that. so good that movie is one of the best movies of all time definitely a lot of Kubrick's movies are based on books like Eyes Wide Shut is another one I love a lot that's based on like an old novella but I yeah I I haven't read that that. yeah I just recently watched Eyes Wide Shut what did you think I loved it I loved it it. yeah Tom Cruise Nicole Kidman they're sexiest points in their life yeah (laughs) which actually funny trivia since we were speaking of my favorite movie Magnolia earlier Mm. is that um, Eyes Wide Shut was like the longest film shoot of all time. It was like over yeah. 460 consecutive days of them be- being in London and like working what? on this. Yeah. He had to postpone his role in Mission Impossible to like finish yeah. this movie. But he watched Boogie Nights. Tom Cruise, while filming Eyes Wide Shut, watched Boogie Nights and was like, this movie's amazing. Get the director on the phone for me. Called Paul Thomas Anderson, was like, I want you to write a role in your next movie for me. Paul Thomas Anderson writes Magnolia and Tom Cruise in Magnolia is the cra- like my favorite performance yes. of all time. Yo, I so love good. that you love Tom Cruise. Yeah. And I get so much shit for liking Tom Cruise. Especially from us. Yeah. yeah. But in oh, that role it. specifically, yeah. I mean, it's crazy because Paul Thomas Anderson for that character drew on his own experience of like witnessing his father pass away from cancer, but mm-hmm. also tapped into Tom Cruise's really complicated relationship with his own father. And it's just, wow. it's incredible. But tune into strange nerves, latest episode yeah, for to, our takes uh, on... to see how we feel about Tom Cruise. For sure. <laughs> uh, um, do you have any more? Hot I do. I have one more hot seat question, which is specific to Kate, but also open to anyone. Fair. Love it. Love it. Fair. Do you remember the first time you saw Michael Shannon on the screen? I do. Okay, <laughs> let's talk about it. Because <laughs> I also love Michael Shannon. Revolutionary Road. Oh, interesting. I haven't seen that one. Uh, I saw it in theaters and I was like, what is this movie? I really like this dude. And then I saw him again in Warwick Empire and was like, yo, I remember that face. And then I never looked back. I'll never forget that face. How about you? <laughs> Boardwalk Empire was the mm-hmm. first place I, I remember i was like 14 or 15 i was just like whoa yeah like clicked i'm like that man is that's it yeah yeah i love it do either of you guys want to talk about michael Shannon? Oh, I, absolutely. <laughs> I have nothing to say um our good friend our horror expert our holiday expert our intern our sound engineer our artist 
hit me up with an email. We're not done with the hot seat. Like, it we're pertains. Done with, oh. It pertains. <laughs> um, sent me a link to a two-hour interview with the band MGMT. Love them, but I'm not going to listen to it. He cliff noted it for us and sent a quote. The host of the best show, Tom Sharpling, uh, I guess told a story about an actor that he met and a bad experience. And I'll quote him, quote, Michael Shannon has a dead fish handshake, unquote. Can I say one thing to start <laughs> is fuck Tom Sharpling. Oh. I hate that guy. I think I he's so he annoying. Oh my God, is. he's so annoying. But would he lie? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> he's a limp fish handshake. Now, Kate, I know this kills you on two levels because... One, think... I hate the limp fish handshake. I have proud, bad experiences yeah. with limp fish handshakes. But two, like, I wasn't there. I don't know. That's true. I feel like I think I think okay. Michael Shannon is so intense that yeah. I wouldn't. But I also could see him just like not caring at all, and just also being like, like whatever. Maybe he didn't know he was going in for a handshake. Like who knows? We he could have been caught off guard. The guy just grabbed was. his hand. Yeah, it could, yeah. that could have happened. We don't know. We don't know. I just feel like I had to brought yeah. it out. Sorry, I had a very I, intense uh, reaction about Tom Sharpling. Yeah. I just feel very strongly about okay. it. We yeah, love it. I love that. Thank you. Like you, that didn't break us. Okay. Yeah. No, we're still here. It made you guys stronger. Yeah. I think so. We are the Michael Shannon fan club. Yeah. Yeah, my one friend, I was telling you, my one friend, like, figured out where he lived yep. in Brooklyn based on his interview with, um, Whoa. what's that guy, oh, the Nerdist, creepy. Chris, yeah, because he was talking about, like, oh, like, I live in whatever section of Brooklyn across the street from this grocery store, and you have a view of whatever, and my friend's like, I know exactly where that is. That interview's great. Yeah, it is. It's really good. Kate, do you want to ask your question? I don't even have to ask about Michael Shannon, because I know her True. love for him glows brightly from her heart i love michael shannon thank you <laughs> my other question is always what's your favorite muppet okay um so i'm not really familiar with the muppets that much i do like miss piggy though because i just love think it. she's fun and sassy so i'm gonna stick with miss piggy love it love it love it as a former member of the christian slater fan club i usually ask what are your views on him <laughs> i have to tell you that i don't like Christian Slater is like not someone on my radar I don't really think of him ever I saw Heather's like Mm -hmm. when I was in high school or college and I thought it was good but I honestly don't know another thing I've seen him in that's okay so I'm sorry I mean at least like you don't hate him no no I'm neither (laughs) passionately for nor against that's cool can you do the impression though I don't think so (laughs) I don't even know what the impression is that's okay it's okay you don't have to yeah okay (laughs) <laughs> nice nice I, I loved it i'm feeling the vibe in here right I'm now feeling the vibe. it feels very positive it is yeah. good thing we're coming to an end yeah <laughs> i think our last thing is some oscar talk yeah right? so look, since, since we are recording on the, the the day of well now it's the night the night of the oscars <laughs> and we're about to jump on the red carpet yeah um we <laughs> just wait. last episode we talked about our predictions so i don't want to i don't want to discuss you know our predictions too much but i did want to throw it over to you because i know I think you've seen majority of the movies yeah. off the best picture and you know a lot of movies involved so what are some of your hopes predictions yeah i loved a lot of movies this year i hated others um i would say for best picture i really want get out to win i think it's like the right cultural moment for it to win and i think historically we've seen the oscars get it wrong a lot and i think this is the time where they have to like get it right and it's just i mean that movie is so unlike any move any other movie i've ever seen and there were other movies i liked a lot like i love Lady Bird, i love phantom thread but it's uh, do i think they're groundbreaking no so i would love jordan peele to win any category he's nominated for that movie to win 
I, a lot of what I was reading is that he might get best screenplay because that's mm. sometimes like the consolation prize for not winning best director. Right. Um, but one movie that I hated a lot, which I know this comes. is a hot take. No. Is, I did. I hated Three Billboards. Oh, wow. I, oh, no. <laughs> well, never mind. Never mind. I thought you were going to go Shape of Water. No, and then I, I, I like Shape of Water. I don't... I don't think it deserves best picture, but like that, I think that's a personal preference. I didn't think it was like groundbreaking. Like it was cool special effects, but like, I don't know. I tweeted earlier that I was going to burn Philadelphia to the ground. That's all I that's have to say. Funny. Really, so there's a fire in Philly. <laughs> yeah, we started it. Yeah. Um, but I I hated Three Billboards. I almost didn't finish it honestly, and there was like 20 minutes left, and I was like just suffer through it but I think part of it for me was it was a movie I was really excited about Um, I think the story sounds really cool and it seemed like a movie that was going to say something and when I watched it it just felt super disingenuous to me it felt like like a lot of the backlash to it the Mm. director came forward and was like oh well we're like trying to make a complicated movie but it didn't even feel complicated it felt like it was offensive for the sake of being offensive like a lot of people have problems with like the racist cop. Right, right. He quote unquote redeems himself at the end. I think that that was kind of shallow and didn't really like wasn't really him reckoning with anything. But like there are reasons to have that kind of character in a movie mm-hmm. and to interrogate these ideas of like race and like social injustice and like systemic problems in the police force. Mm-hmm. But they were just like throwing around the N word and like mm-hmm. making fun of Peter Dinklage because he's like yeah. small. Like it just it felt really disingenuous to me. And I think that's part of what like fueled me having such a strong reaction is that it could be so much better. Are you gonna burn Philadelphia? I think I will. I think I honestly will. No, I'm gonna set up three billboards if it wins. Like, are you fucking kidding me, Academy? I think it's gonna. I I don't want it to. I mean, I I liked it, but I think it's gonna do really well at the Oscars. After hearing you say why you don't like it, I knocked my rating down to like a 2.5. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, the like, Frances McDormand was amazing. Definitely, she yeah, deserves every award. But it's just like, I just am so bored with like people making movies to like be politically incorrect in 2018. Mm-hmm. Like there right. is actual injustice out there and mm-hmm. you're just capitalizing on that for cheap laughs. That's a good point. No, I totally get that. And I think the reason why... We talked about this earlier, but I really think the reason why I liked that movie was strictly because of the performances. Mm -hmm. I think the people who played those roles played them well. And I was surprised of some of the people who played them and how well they played those roles. Mm -hmm. I think I was just so struck by how Sam Rockwell played that character and how Woody Harrelson played that character and like... I think if I just saw them as like even vignettes as these people and how they play them, I would have been happy. I wasn't as grasped by the story. I don't even think I really was even paying attention as much to the storyline as I as much as, as the these performances. Yeah, yeah, as these people living their lives yeah. in a town. Well, as a former film friend, Sam Rockwell, I think we all kind of thought he had it in him. <laughs> and we will be rooting for him tonight. Yeah. I don't know if I will. A, <laughs> That's okay. Well, he's not a former film friend. He's an officially a film friend. He is a film friend. It's like the Hall of Once Fame. Once a film friend. Always Yo, in let's it. talk about this. Once a film friend, always, always a film friend? <laughs> I yeah. guess. I didn't know. I Sorry. <laughs> um, um, yeah. But other than that, I, I really liked Call Me By Your Name. Um I liked Lady Bird. I love Phantom Thread, but I want Get Out to win like every every yeah. award. It's I wouldn't be mad. I'm would, with you. I, like I hope it. Get Out gets some recognition in some way. I've gone on Me such too. a journey with that movie. <laughs> yeah, uh, really. I went from being like horror movie. There are better horror movies. Like, right. Why is this blah blah blah? But 
then I watched it again, then I watched it with commentary, then I've been doing like a lot of like interviews with Jordan Peele, and I'm like, man, his first try at go at this, he needs to be And it's really nuanced, and I think it was yeah. off-putting exactly. for a lot of people like going into it expecting one thing, because the way it was marketed was also very like straightforward very horror movie, yeah. but... It's so much more than that. Especially, and I, that's why I feel like it deserves so much because it's, I don't know, it's just so different than anything Especially because it's a Blumhouse, right? So like Blumhouse right. is known mm. for just straight up like goofy horror movies. Right. Well, M. Night? I know, but um, their thing is like ooh, Happy what Death about, like, Day. Like, I mean, with just uh, going yeah. on like the different, I feel like Shape of Water, like there's, that movie is totally different than like i feel like the mm. the academy hasn't seen like a a mon like it looks like a monster yeah. Movie, yeah you know what i mean i just like, think that's definitely shot. fair i also it's think cool. that guillermo's gonna win something because it's almost like the pulitzer idea were for body of work where guillermo's done like a, a crazy True. body of work yeah. yeah cool it's exciting i'm excited to watch it let's uh let's head upstairs and get ready roll out the red carpet yeah, yeah it's yeah, almost Becca. time Thank you. Yeah, for coming thank you. Out. Thank you guys for having me. A pleasure. Yeah, this was fun. Pleasure. It thank honestly you flew so by. much. <laughs> it really. Did. It did. Yeah. This might be one of our longer. Yeah, I think episodes, it is. I think so too. Loved it. Thanks again, Becca. Yeah. Thank you guys. And uh, for the listeners out there, thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you. Email us, Twitter us, Instagram us. Yeah, just look up the film friends. You'll you'll find you'll us. Find us. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Michael Shannon. Michael Shannon.